boys and girls, what's going on? It's Tom. And it's Jamie. Welcome to the Chronicles of Podcast. The Chronicles of Bloodstock 2023. Hi, I'm Dom from uh, Scorer, Cheltenham-based metal band. To represent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been quite nice actually seeing a bunch of people from Cheltenham this weekend. Actually, it's a bit like a you know Cheltenham on holiday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we seem to get everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I left a couple of years ago, but still, like, we're just everywhere you go, it's always like I fucking know you. <laughs> yes, I saw you yeah. in the Frog last week. Oh, it's always at the Frog as well, isn't it's it? The, the Mecca. We have nowhere to go. I know. There's nowhere else. No. <laughs> Let, we'll put all the alternative people in one little building, and everyone else come everywhere else. So just fuck them. No oh, joke. <laughs> anyway, we should probably get started. Hi, Dom. How are you? Are you, are you doing well? I'm really good. Yeah, honestly, it's been a wild morning this morning. Getting up very early because uh, we were opening this morning, of yeah. course, half ten, and that was uh, yeah. We didn't do much drinking yesterday because we were like, right, we, it's business yeah. now, lads. We're on business today. <laughs> but when we got up, when we played, and honestly, we had an absolute belter of a set. It was brilliant I don't know I was so so chuffed no, that's, that's amazing man do you sure. always worry slightly when you look at the times and go half oh, ten in the morning a little bit but then we've been very lucky that we've been able to chat to other bands or people who played before and uh, every every single one of them said like doesn't matter what time you play people come out people turn out in the mornings here which is which is great so yeah the yeah. beauty of bloodstock man I think it's such a family feel that people get so hammered the night before and go I've got score at 10.30 <laughs> I will be there and then you see them in the morning like this is amazing <laughs> fuck me there is I, there is a guy we know from Cheltenham and I saw him yesterday and he's broken two of his ribs and oh he's my been, god he's been asked to go home but he's like no I'm staying because I want to see you guys <laughs> and he and I saw him today just like head banging like holding going like like this and I went up to him and I was like look you need to go home mate <laughs> big shout out big shout out big shout out Sam mate what a legend hero <laughs> but you probably need to get that checked yeah please go check it you get a check mate but I mean for the love of metal obviously it's like I broke my ribs but fuck it I'm not going anywhere so god damn um, how was the set it was it went like that it just disappeared like we turned up and then all of a sudden I was like covered in sweat and I had, I had a headache and we played it kind of like that's the only way it was almost like uh, the start of Saving Private Ryan you know where they like saw the beach in Normandy uh, actually I don't know is that a bit disrespectful I don't know but I don't know it just kind of like it happened and but everyone else says we're really good I can't remember I kind of blacked out I think um, but no it was good it was really good and mate honestly big shout out to the crew they are all just absolute legendaries people they are so nice and they just it was actually the first time we've ever played a show where we had a drum tech guitar tech and they brought our gear on and I couldn't believe it because usually it's uh, usually it's us rushing around and screaming at each other like we've got five minutes and you're not ready where's the drum kit where is it what do you mean you haven't got your pedal board like yeah so it was actually really nice to be set up you know in good time and just sort of start you know start the morning off right you know yeah it's beautiful man that's absolutely beautiful but <laughs> oh yeah I know we'll be back at the front okay? we're going to be like this is terrible <laughs> yeah. what do you mean I have to bring the drug kit on god we're scored no. <laughs> we're scored was it, was it one of those weird moments though where you're like I'm going to put my oh he's done it I'll yeah it was oh. oh 
hang on, what, what, we can just chill? Oh, and okay. then afterwards they move all of the cases and stuff to the other side of the stage because obviously they've got a quick turnaround. So we kind of turned around and we were like, oh, they've put all our gear, like it's cases out ready for us and everything. So we just popped it in the car and off we go. That and it's like we were never there. It was really super. <laughs> <laughs> right, get them out of here quick, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, honestly. But with shows then, so your own shows compared to festivals, do you plan the set accordingly to, obviously, at gigs, people go know who you are, but when you come to a festival, not a lot of people might know who you are. You go, right, let's just have banger after banger after banger and let's bring them people in. I think, yeah, I mean, to be fair, we we play, I guess the beauty of us uh, not being, we haven't been about for that long or been, like, gigging seriously for that long. So um, a lot of the songs are new to a lot of people. And there are, you know, there's a lot of people who do know the, know the song. So the set's basically the same. I mean, hopefully in a couple of years we'll be able to take out the shit ones out of the set. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? But, um, no, I'm joking, of course. But yeah, 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 like literally. <laughs> I would, Sorry, I was like, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, if we just try and play the sort of same set, give it a round sort of experience of what we do, and yeah, I guess for us it's some like the music's obviously important, but it's also us like you know just absolutely going ham on stage, and it's about energy, and you know, like my back is like killing me because yeah. I'm just in like full body head banging, not just not in my head, but you know, like lurching all the way back. So I don't pull something. <laughs> so what they don't talk about in the world of metal is how it destroys your body. Oh well, yeah, then. tell me about it. I did a gig, um, funny enough, at the Frog and Fiddle. Um, <laughs> and and uh, our whole thing is we like to get, it's like if there isn't a mosh pit by the second song, we like to go and start the mosh pit, you know, guitars and all. You know, go slap people with your headstocks, your guitar and stuff like that. And um, we did, I think it was Frog Fest last year, a big festival. Well, I said big festival. This is a big festival. The small little Cheltenham uh, daytime festival they do. Um, some guy just absolutely caned me in the leg. And then uh, and my leg went dead. And I did the rest of the set just kind of like dragging my heels around. Okay? Like, and I got up the next day and my, my thigh was like completely purple. So yeah, I definitely, you definitely bruise a bone or something. So yeah, that's what I get for trying to be hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, so us as a podcast, we are ambassadors for the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. Mm. Are you aware of Sophie and her story? And what happened? We are, yes. Um, and it's it's definitely something that every time I sort of see the Sophie Lancaster logo, it sort of does really sort of bring it back, doesn't it? And it makes you really think about what happened. And um, yeah, a few years ago, we did um, a gig raising money in Gloucester with Sophie Lancaster Foundation. And to be honest, we haven't done a lot since, to be fair, but. It's been something that's very prevalent uh, in the metal scene, and it, it's good to see that it's prevalent not just like throughout like big metal bands. It's definitely it's all levels. You know, you've got local shows that are supporting it, things like that. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely, it's, it's great to see. But what happened to Sophie happened 16 years ago yesterday. Yesterday. So, is that anything you've ever dealt with in your life, being from this community, dressing different, listening to different music? Is you ever been? I don't know, had abuse held at you in the streets or I hope not, but physical abuse from, from that. Um, I've been very fortunate. I've never had like physical abuse, but definitely verbal abuse. Um, I do think it definitely hardens you quite a lot. And, the, and I think that's why a lot of people, uh, when we all listen to the music that we do, is from maybe that feeling of outcast. Again, like I said, you know, nowhere near as bad as, you know, obviously what happened to Sophie and nowhere near as um, bad as I know is definitely some people I know have had it. I'm very fortunate, but it is a present, it is a prevalent thing. And it does feel very oddly, um, yeah, it obviously happens to a lot of people and a lot of groups. And I think it's just that, that otherness 
that some people just really don't like. And you could be, you know, if you're really punk, and you've, you know, or if you're really, if you're just, I don't know, into reggae or things like that, or any type of genre of music. I think a lot of people just get held abuse by, I guess, mainstream. But then again, it's not all mainstream people, is it? It's always just, I guess, it's a select few of people. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a weird one. But what is great to see, and I don't know if you've noticed why you've been here, there's so many kids and families at Bloodstock. Oh, yes, yeah. Like, we've seen babies here. Like, <laughs> watching Killswitch last night, and just in front of us, there's a buggy with a baby in it. I was like, that is fucking awesome. It <laughs> is, it is. And it's just like, it's one of those things where... Yeah, when I was when I was growing up, and my my dad, he was massive into metal. He was a big Iron Maiden fan, and that's what sort of got me started. And he took me to gigs, and that's why you know, and that's why I ended up starting a band. And hey, we're here. But it's that thing of, I don't know. It's great to see like families coming here, and it's good that the families feel comfortable bringing their kids to a festival. Because I guess you think metal festival. If you don't know, you're gonna think, oh my god, I wouldn't bring a child near something yeah, like that. Yeah. But Bloodstock is just, you know, everyone's been so friendly. Everyone is friendly. I'm sure everybody would help each other out if someone was in, you know, in need. You know, absolutely. But with the charities like the Foundation, and you've got kids like this that are at these festivals now, they're gonna grow up. They're gonna start dressing like us. Mm. Start dressing like Sophie did. I know this might be a bit of a tough question to ask, but. If there was one thing you think the charity could do to help those kids as they're growing up, as they potentially go through this sort of thing, what do you reckon they could do to help out? I definitely think uh, access to sort of resources, that, you know, for you know mental health, things like that. Questions, frequently asked questions, is always a is always a good one. Or things, you know, so that kind of support is invaluable. I used to be uh, before um, I used to be a, a primary school teacher um, before I like, I left it unfortunately to f- um, pursue music full time. And one thing that we were always sort of like we would do with children who were suffering with mental health is just give children a time of day. And B, you've obviously got to provide parents with adequate resources to be able to help their child in an effective way. And I sort of think that, you know, if I'm, unfortunately, I don't know whether Sophie Lancaster Foundation does this already, but it would be really good if there was some kind of, um, a bit like, I'm, it's a totally different example, but remember like Talk to Frank was a yeah, free yes. resource yeah. for people struggling with drugs and or, or alcoholism or anything like that. Just that kind of thing of, you know, I, hey, I want to dress this way and I'm getting bullied for it. What can I do about it? What can I do to, you know, I, A, report if it's bad enough, or B, what can I do to help myself cope and hopefully overcome, you know? That's a, that's a great idea. Absolutely great idea. <laughs> Cheers. But let's take it back to you guys. You guys are here because you won Metal to the Masses in Cheltenham, more than likely at the Frog and Fiddle. Yes, <laughs> actually. <laughs> How did it feel when they shouted out your name as the winners and you were coming here? Uh, it felt unbelievable. I gotta be honest, it was that thing of um, I sort of planned my summer around the fact that we, I don't know we weren't gonna win it. So unfortunately, there was a part of me like, yeah, and thought, oh my god, I got so many emails to send. Oh my god, <laughs> I got so much rearranging to do. Uh, but no, it was absolutely awesome, and it was a really close final this year. And it was there was some absolute belters of bands who played this year. Um, special like special shout out to I think it was yeah, the Uncharted um, Convey. It was their second gig, and they were insane. And that, yes, honestly, fantastic. Panic Switch, who um, are again just local Cheltenham legends. They're absolutely lovely guys. Um, 
beneath the shoreline as well. And I think that was everybody. I hope so. Otherwise, I'm going to get again an angry email from someone. But um, it was it was wonderful. And I can, yeah, still can't believe it. We've already played, and I'm like, oh my god, I still can't believe we did it. You know, it's in the repertoire now. It's in there. It's signed, still delivered. There we go. Um, your single, Concrete Skull, came out at the end of June. Uh, is there an album on the way? Is we could talk about? There is an album on the way. Yes. Yeah. We've. Um, I'll have to grab a demo CD for you. It's about half half of the album that we've finished so far. And Concrete Skull was the, uh, I guess, well, we had Harry Keery came out in uh, January sort of time, but those two were sort of the first of finally finding what Scorer is and what it's, the sound is. Um, but yeah, we're working, working on it. It's taking time. I think we're all very, very, we find it very tricky to all agree on what the, the, well, what the sound has been. And we've only just, I think, in the last sort of six months fi- finally found a groove of the songs and gone like ah okay this is good this is what we like it doesn't sound like um, i i don't think it sounds anything like anybody else which is i yeah that's my personal opinion but it sounds like scorer unfortunately because that's still a very ambiguous thing we're still writing going does this sound like scorer <laughs> even though we don't know what scorer kind of sounds like there's like a vibe to it it's very tricky but yeah we're hoping we're hoping uh by the end of the year Knowing us, it'll probably be next year. <laughs> but no, hopefully by the end of the year. That's the goal. Get a debut. Score of 2027, boys. 2027. <laughs> We're still working on it. We're still here. We're only a couple of songs away now. Yeah, mate, honestly. <laughs> honestly. Uh. Dom, this has been absolutely amazing, my friend. Cheers. I appreciate you for taking the time. And, you know, absolutely. And it Thank was, you very much. It was me. really nice when emailing you guys and you were like, we know who you are. We've seen you. I was just like, brilliant. That was just yeah. like fantastic. <laughs> yes. Made me feel like a real rock star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, I appreciate you. it. Yeah. Not Cheers. at all, man. Not at all. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thank you very much, buddy.